Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Susanna Schor, who is an Alexander Technique teacher living in London, England. And uh, Susanna has had some exper personal experience with multiple sclerosis, and we're going to talk today uh, about how the Alexander Technique can be useful for people who, who have MS, and perhaps more generally to people with uh, other chronic uh, conditions of that kind. Uh, Susanna, welcome to the show. Hello. Susanna, could you begin by giving our listeners a very short description or definition of the Alexander Technique so they have some idea what we're talking about? Okay. Well, the best way for me is to, if you imagine, think of yourself as a machine for a, for a brief moment, because you're, you're a moving, living thing that operates and do, does things. And any machine can be used badly or it can be used well. And if you think of yourself in those terms, every time you move, every time you do anything, any simple everyday movement, you can do that with tension and with an inefficient use of use of balance, or you can do it nicely and relaxed and efficiently. Mm -hmm. And and that I think that ties in um, with one of Alexander, who F. M. Alexander, who was the founder of the technique. Uh, a term that he used uh, was use, spelled U S E, but pronounced use. And I think one of his big discoveries was that patterns of how we organize ourselves, patterns of how we do that, tend to carry across a wide range of activities. So someone yes. someone that has a pattern of what he would call misuse uh, walking is likely to have it as well as some variant of it perhaps in speaking or chopping vegetables or whatever they do. Right. And so now what do you see as... Um, I know that you, I'd like to, to get to your own personal story uh, with mm -hmm. MS in a moment, but just generally, how do you see this method being uh, useful for people who do have MS? Principally, I think that every MS sufferer that I've ever spoken to, and this obviously includes my own opinion, says that most attacks are brought on by uh, stress, periods of great stress. And the Alexander Technique can be very calming, very de-stressing, very centering. It allows you to remain more in the moment rather than the brain racing ahead to what's next or being stuck in the past. And it's, it's really a, a reduction in, in stress levels if, if primarily for me that it's, that it's relevant to. Mm -hmm. And maybe uh, if you could elaborate a little on that question of how the technique uh, helps with your helps you to not have as much stress in your life, if I could put yeah. it that way. Sure. Uh, the Alexander technique is something that helps me to remain much more much more calm and uh, more aware of what's going on in what I'm doing with myself. So if my mind is always 
racing ahead if my mind is always busy either either in the past or busy in the future thinking about what's next or thinking about what I did yesterday if I'm not really paying attention to now then for sure my physical tension the tightening and shortening in my muscles that I that I might be unconscious of is going to be taking over a bit the Alexander technique brings me into the present moment enables me to do what Alexander technique is what we tend to we tend to say we stop we stop and think and that stopping and thinking is just very calming in an overall sense for the entire neuromuscular system for the for the for the nervous system it's and that's yeah that's what it is for me it's calming so the 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 stopping that you're talking about is um, a, a, another way of saying that might be bringing your mind to the present moment to what's yes. actually happening right now absolutely and of course the alexander technique is generally known for helping uh, people improve how, the ways in which they stand and sit and move and perform and so on. Indeed. Uh, but and and I'm sure th- all of those things uh, would would be beneficial for anyone with MS. But but the the feature you're talking about or you're emphasizing, I think, is this um, uh, bringing your 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 mental awareness <clears throat> to the present moment where you have a, an opportunity to actually make a change yes in, in what's all... going on within you let's put it that, putting it that way yes and and therefore what you're doing as far as movement goes because all of the things that you listed performance uh, improved use of the postural mechanism walking and sitting and standing in a more poised more relaxed more efficient way any change to any of those activities has got to start when you learn the alexander technique has, has got to start with being in the present and when we 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 can't make those changes we can't improve on what we're doing unless we are aware of what we're doing and if and if we are aware of what we're doing with ourselves how we're operating this machine that is us then we can't be thinking about what we're having for dinner or that meeting that went badly at work yesterday doesn't just you know you won't be able to be aware mm-hmm. so stopping yeah and i think uh, in general the word stress it is used a lot these days. It's yes. it's, hard, yes. it's hard to uh, pick up a paper or a magazine or watch TV show without the word stress or I'm I'm feeling stressed or don't get stressed about this. That, I mean that word is mm. all over the place. Yeah, and stress I wonder, levels. Yeah. Stress levels, right? And I wonder if you could maybe not try to define it precisely, but give a a sort of a definition that fits in with the Alexander approach to changing things. That is, uh, perhaps linking it up with with excess muscular tension, for example. I mean, how how do you how would you if you were forced to define stress in an Alexander context? How would you do that? I suppose I would say uh, stress and pressure 
on the musculoskeletal system is what we're talking about. And stress is always a response to an outside stimulus. So people don't get stressed for no reason. People don't get stressed when they're lying on the beach in Hawaii reading a book that they're really enjoying. You know, their stress is something that comes from uh, a stimulus that causes worry, that causes tension, that causes concern, that causes a need to do something uh, about whatever it is that you're worried about. But usually, and Alexander was very clear about this, as uh, as I understand it, the muscular system reacts pretty immediately. So all any thoughts that involve what we refer to as stress, which we could also call worry, um, uh, any sort of negative feelings about anything, uh, doesn't even have to be negative, just a, a, some sort of pressure. We we tend to translate that into muscular tension, and I think I think Alexander is quoted as saying something very very similar. I think he actually said something along the lines of, "And every time everything you think, you, you translate into muscular tension." Or he was talking right. to someone who was misusing themselves, but that there is this very very clear link between mental uh, activity and physical response and, yes and um, so and it's the nervous system that makes that link as I, as I understand it the thought transfers via the lightning speed nervous system straight to the muscles i think the title of a book maybe that a teacher has written lately is called something like the thought propels the action i'm not sure if i got that right but i think that sort of captures it yeah. That, that there is this very intimate relationship between how you think and what's going on physically, and and then obviously the stress is maybe a way, a, a, a self description of that physical constriction. I agree absolutely. Yeah. So, in that sense, the technique, which seems on the surface to be mainly about. Uh, Oh, posture, coordination, movement, so on, um, would almost certainly, if it were effective, and I certainly think the Alexander technique is, would have to, in some way, uh, be pretty useful for for stress reduction too. Uh, yes, absolutely. I think that's absolutely right. So, um, could you say a little bit about um, your own experience with MS and how the Alexander technique uh, came into play with that. Sure. Uh, so, well, I was—I had my first episode of MS in about '92. Uh, I lost partial sight in my left eye. MS sufferers will will be aware that most symptoms come and go. They 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 come. They last about three to six weeks, and then and then they they go away. They sometimes leave some residual damage, and there is some residual damage to my left eye. I can still do everything, so that you know, drive a car, etc. So that's fine. Um, I wasn't diagnosed until two years later, and that was after a, a series of further symptoms involving loss of uh, control of the facial muscles, loss of balance. And then finally, when I was diagnosed, uh, and I was I was uh, I was living in Broad during all those symptoms in Paris, but when I came back to London, the diagnosis was made, and it was then that I discovered the Alexander technique because I had terrible neck and shoulder pain, very tight shoulders. One shoulder was higher than the other. What people would commonly refer to as bad posture was definitely a feature of my life: St slumping, stiffening stress and that hadn't helped so it, 
originally when I approached the Alexander technique, it was to improve my neck and shoulder pain. But the the results is what's what's clear for me is that I was diagnosed in in ninety four, and since taking lessons in the Alexander technique, and then ten years later in two thousand and four, training to be a teacher, I have only all I have had as far as symptoms of multiple sclerosis go. Uh, is a few about four or five episodes of um, double vision, which is which recover recovers completely. The medical term for that is diplopia. It doesn't really matter, but that seems to be my favourite symptom. Um, I've had a tiny bit of loss of um, facial muscle control at one, but f- a, each symptom has occurred about every three to four years since. Just since learning the Alexander technique in '94, I've had to have no uh, medical intervention. I've never taken any drugs, and my um, case, my particular case of MS, is following what doctors refer to as a benign course. It just hasn't hasn't worsened. It, the amount of symptoms have not increased in either number or frequency or severity. So, while I can't prove it uh, and my doctor said the same thing she can't prove it either but she's pretty convinced that the alexander technique is what has helped me or is in largely responsible for my case of multiple sclerosis following this reasonably benign course Mm -hmm. and so when you first started taking lessons it, it wasn't you weren't thinking oh this might help with the ms i i sort of was Principally, I was thinking, you know, bloody hell, my neck hurts, but um, I, you know, I really need to do something about my neck and shoulder pain. But I was also thinking overall that I needed to look at my stress levels, and I also I did several other things at the same time. I I took up yoga, I did some psychotherapy, I did some reflexology. I looked around in in the complementary health world, but the Alexander technique is is the thing that I that I stuck with and that I found most uh, powerful for me. Uh, so it was yes, it was because I was diagnosed with MS that I that I mm-hmm. did all of those things, and so it was kind of hot, you know, a mixture. Mm-hmm. And I I think we probably should uh, pause here for a second to make it really clear to our listeners that the Alexander technique is in no way a medical uh, process. We we are teachers. We 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 teach people how to um, use their physical mechanism their their body more effectively so we we don't offer cures for anything but no. but um but as you said um often uh people with with ms or perhaps other chronic diseases uh if if you if you can um Kind of get at the stress triggers. Um, you can you can make life and also help people to to move more efficiently, sit, stand, and move more efficiently. You can do an awful lot to uh, make their lives uh, happier. I mean, I, officially, I suppose you still have MS, right? I do. I I still do have a, a, a mild case of multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. Um, Any you know, most people are aware. Certainly, if if you have the illness, you're aware that the illness has different levels of severity. And I'm in the I'm in the mild bracket. Mm-hmm. So you know, the interesting 
point is that I have not progressed to anything anything more severe. And I think what Alexander discovered was that the way we use ourselves, which I, I think in translate usually as the way we operate the machine that is us, the, the way we use ourselves, affects the way we function. So I can only assume from my own experience that the functioning of the nervous system is helped by the improved use, the improved coordination of the psychophysical system, as, as we would call it, the, the, and, and the looseness that comes, the more, the more relaxed, less stressed, loose quality mm-hmm. of movement and, and the way I am on the planet, the way right. I stand, the way I sit. Loose meaning without extra tension, it's not really useful. Would that be a, a short? Yes, I yes I would. Short yes, translation would. of that. Yeah. So uh, if someone's listening to us right now and they think, well, maybe uh, maybe I should check out the Alexander technique. Uh, what if if someone with MS came to you for lessons? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe could you say a word or two about what might happen in the first lesson or two, so they have some idea of what they're what they're getting into. Sure. Uh, well, if some anyone who comes to me for for a lesson in the Alexander technique, regardless of of what condition in, or what issues they have that has brought them to me, I would always make it clear that the Alexander technique is is an educative process. Is that we're not treat we're not treating people. We're teaching people to be more aware of what extraneous, unnecessary, unhelpful tension they're carrying unconsciously in their system all the time do you know if they're if they're holding on at the shoulders are they aware of it if they're if they're tensing the lower back are they aware of it so and i would be working with them to start noticing those those habits of tension um so it sounds as though in very general terms there's not a lot different that you would do with someone with MS and just uh, a, a quote ordinary unquote student. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, there isn't because the the random nature of multiple sclerosis. That's that's where the multiple the word multiple comes from. Uh, sclerosis is is the description of the abrasion or the inflammation that forms on the myelin sheath that coats the nerves. And the word multiple, as I understand it, refers to the fact that it can go wherever it wants. So it can affect sight or balance or touch or muscle control. It can, you know, it's so so immensely varied. Neurologists say that the difference also on a slightly different point, the difference between a mild case and a severe case is so wide that they might as well be given different names. Um, so, yeah, I think I would be teaching that person, trying to teach that person the value of improving their use, of improving what we call their use, the way they operate this precious machine. Mm-hmm. And... and uh, could you generalize a little bit to other uh, chronic uh, conditions? Would you say the technique has the same sorts of benefits that uh, that it does for people with MS? Yeah, I would I would say so. I was talking to a neurologist recently who said that it seemed to him that the repetitive nature of the Alexander technique. I mean, anyone who's had Alexander technique lessons will know that. Most lessons are con- con- 
consist of some work looking at simple movements like sitting and standing or bending usually involve some work lying down on a table uh, people learning to observe where their tensions are and how they can release muscles and and the lessons are varied to some degree but they're but you're you're giving the nervous system the musculoskeletal system the same message over and over again we you know again people who've had alexander lessons will will recognize language like free the neck mm-hmm. so so mm-hmm. this this neurologist was suggesting that the repetitive nature of actions performed in alexander technique lessons mm-hmm. are is useful because it fires the synapses in the in the nervous system and and that for for a neurological rehabilitation perspective that could be useful um maybe somebody with an injury that's done some damage to the nervous system for example i mean that's i am generalizing here but but i would say yes um chronic conditions that are nervous system related can only be helped by an improved use mm-hmm. and i would think not just the consistency of the lessons but the self-help processes that the technique uh will teach you right so you um and 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 in that context, I w- I would imagine um, that the I guess you could say the empowering nature of what you learn with the technique must be must be pretty important for people who might be used to being in the medical situation where yeah it's not all that empowering right you go to the doctor he tells you what he tells you what's wrong with you and what to do about it and you don't you know you're kind of in a system that you don't have too much control over so. That's absolutely right, and 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 if you have MS, you're acute, acutely aware that there is no cure for it as yet. Although you know, a lot of people think there will be certainly in 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 my lifetime, and also the drugs available have side effects. Mm-hmm. So the word empowerment is you know is really important here. I think that that's absolutely crucial for me. I mean, that's what I what I say to people is that we 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 attempt we try and hopefully succeed a lot of the time in in empowering the individual in in ending uh, a dependency on people fixing them uh, which is where i was in 94 i was i was extremely dependent on osteopaths in to relieve the pain for you know for example and i was in, i was empowered by the alexander technique and i i now know that if i do get muscle tension or headaches or neck pain or or whatever it is i know what to do about it i know that i can practice the alexander technique i have this skill for my life that i can take wherever i go um, I don't have to to apply to anyone else to access it. Mm-hmm. And, and and apart from uh, freeing people from uh, various medical processes and so on, it also uh, at some point uh, frees you from your Alexander teacher as well. I mean, we don't. Right. You're not going to be if you do take Alexander lessons. You're not going to be taking them forever. That's for sure. I, I, most teachers would discourage that pretty pretty strongly. So. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, the idea is that you're 
Yeah, you'll talk, talk to fly and set free, isn't it? That's, yeah. That is the essence of it, I think, yeah. Um, I think unless, unless you have something that we haven't talked about that, that you want to mention, this might be a good place to bring this uh, talk to an end. What do you think? That sounds, yeah, that sounds in about right. I think I've covered, yeah, what I would I, I'm very glad to have had the opportunity to say what I've said. Okay, well, you know, my guest today uh, has been Susanna Scholar, who is a t- an Alexander Technique teacher in London, England. If anything that we've talked about today resonates with you and you want to, and you live in the London area, uh, contact Susanna through her website. We'll put a link to it by the interview. If you, if you perchance happen to live somewhere else in the world, um, we'll also put a link to a website that will enable you to find a teacher anywhere in the world. Susanna, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Robert. That was a real pleasure.